This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 553 with Elizabeth D'Alto. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 553. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Talkspace. For $100 off your first month of therapy with Talkspace, go to Talkspace.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. This episode is brought to you by Love Every. Love Every play kits are designed by experts for your child's developing brain. Take the guesswork out of your child's play by choosing Love Every today and get free shipping when you sign up. Go to loveevery.com slash shameless. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com slash shameless. This episode is brought to you by Anna Luisa Jewelry. To get 10% off your order, go to analuisa.com slash shameless and use the code shameless at checkout. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash shameless, code shameless at checkout. Elizabeth D'Alto is known for her raw, honest, and grounded approach to self-help and spirituality. She specializes in helping women embody self-love, healing, wholeness, and liberation. Her body of work has evolved out of 12 plus years of experience across several fields, including fitness, self-help, wellness, spirituality, coaching, personal development, and healing. The last seven of these years, she has been spending helping women untame themselves. Everything she does is also informed by her own healing and education around embodiment, energy medicine, self-love, 
collective liberation, boundaries, body image, trauma, healthy relationships, and identity. Elizabeth is the creator of the Wild Soul Movement and the Wild Soul Archetypes Quiz, which we'll be diving into today. She's the founder of the Institute for Embodied Living and the host of the Embodied Podcast, which has over 3 million downloads. On a more personal note, she's an avid Latin dancer, novice container gardener, and has a laugh that has been described as a sound bath of sunshine and joy. Elizabeth and I go back a long ways. We go back to our fitness days in like 2010, 2011, where we spent a brief moment in a fitness business mastermind. And we were one of like, I don't know, three or five women in a room of 30 or so, 30-year-old single men. And it was exactly how kind of weird, gross, and annoying that might sound. That's exactly what it was like. So we both learned a lot in that environment. We have both since left the fitness industry. We both have big energy and you are going to hear all of that and feel all of that in this conversation. I have loved watching Elizabeth evolve and the way that she serves others and just the way that she takes everything that she learns and she applies it to her own life in order to then apply it to the ways that she shows up in service to the people that she serves. It's just been incredible to watch. And so you are going to get the benefits of her growth today and the benefits of this evolution that I've had the honor of witnessing over the years. So listen in to hear Elizabeth share the importance of listening inward to gain self-knowledge and expand your perception of what you think you're capable of. She's going to share her archetypes and she's going to explain what an archetype is as an energetic exchange. She's going to talk about why learning about your wild soul archetype will help you lean more into who you already are, but might not be able to see yet. She'll talk about the importance of healing, wholeness, and liberation for moms. She'll go into her five-part framework for self-love. I loved this part. We talk about why it's important and liberating to identify what you suck at. And we dig into specific practices to get grounded and get out of your mind and into your body. Oh my goodness, this is a fun conversation. I can't wait for you to dig in. So Elizabeth has an archetype quiz that you can take. And if you want to take the quiz before we dig in, you can absolutely do that. If you go to untameyourself.com slash quiz, then as we're talking through the archetypes, you will have a greater understanding of how to apply them to yourself. But what's really cool is we talk about my archetype. We talk about the differences between the archetypes of sovereign queen and divine mother and erotic priestess and medicine woman and sacred creatress and all these different archetypes that she's created that are just really fun to learn about, but also really cool to lean into in order to kind of learn how you want to show up in the world in really embracing and embodying who you truly are on a deeper level. And then a sh- like a shinier level, like showing up and letting it shine. So I know you're going to love this conversation. You might want to listen in more than once. And with all that said, let's welcome Elizabeth back to the Shameless Mom Academy. Elizabeth Dialto, welcome back to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you. And I love that we both were like, we're just going to come and talk and it's going to be fun and high energy and let's just go because we both are really good at talking a lot. It's true. (laughs) We both have lots of things to say. So I have to give people a little bit of background. We, this is the second time you're on the show and you have lived multiple lifetimes since you were last here. So I'm so excited to dig into all of that. But we also know each other from when we were both living, like both multiple lifetimes ago in the fitness industry, working in the fitness industry. And we were in a mastermind together, which we could spend days debriefing (laughs) and processing. I know. It was a master, just like quick synopsis was a mastermind of probably 30 dudes in their 20s. And the broiest of bros. Oh, Yeah, led by two super bro dudes. And there was like five women in the room. And the guys just talked about like women's asses the whole time. And it was 
so awkward. And neither of us are in the fitness industry anymore, probably partially as a result of all of that. Uh, It was almost a decade ago. That was 2012. Yeah, a lifetime ago. So I'm so happy to have you back. And I love watching your growth. I love watching you evolve. And you're someone who really shares evolution in a public way, which I think you have the best boundaries of probably anyone I follow on social media. And you share your evolution in really public ways as it feels appropriate and right for you to do so. And I love watching you grow. And I have to say, you constantly teach me about discernment and nuance and permission to change and shift. And it's really, really powerful to watch. And so with all that, I want to kind of know what you're up to right now beyond your bio in your personal and professional life and what you're most excited about. Oh my God. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, we were just talking about this a little bit before we started recording. I just moved to Oakland. So at the time of recording this, it's April 2021. And I moved to Oakland after many years in Southern California, almost eight, just in October of 2020. So like six or seven months ago. And I'm up and planning a move to break my lease and move to Miami. (laughs) When you posted this on social, I was like, wait, didn't she just move to Oakland? Like, I was like, I'm pretty sure she just... I really did. I love it. And tell us a little bit what inspired your move. Okay. So I'm originally from New York. I'm from Staten Island. And then I went to college in Baltimore. I lived in Washington, D.C., went back up, lived outside New York and Hoboken, New Jersey, eventually made my way back into Manhattan. So like really like Northeast energy, personality, born and bred. And then in 2013, I moved to Southern California And I bounced around basically all the beautiful beach places. I lived in Laguna Beach. I lived in different parts of San Diego. I lived in different parts of LA. But, you know, the West Coast is such an interesting place. And I won't get into the whole East Coast, West Coast thing, but there are many things that I've liked about it and that were super nurturing to me as I have evolved immensely from when I used to be in the fitness industry to what I do now. But one of the things that got me to move up to Oakland, I had come here in 2018 I've always had friends in the Bay Area, but specifically I started spending some time in Oakland in 2018, and it just feels like the most East Coast place on the West Coast. (laughs) So I really resonated with it. It's super diverse and not just like diverse, but like integrated diverse, more so than other places. It has been highly gentrified, but not like in Southern California where, you know, the people just live very separately for the most part. So I dug that about Oakland, and then it's just so funny because I'm single and I've been dating. And as I'm dating, I'm noticing I get so excited whenever I meet someone from the East Coast. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and then when I realized that I moved to Oakland because it's the most East Coast feeling place on the West Coast, I was like, damn, girl, it's time to go home, you know? But I don't want to live near my family. Like they live in Pennsylvania now, like pretty much smack between New York City and Philadelphia. And I do love a warmer environment and the ocean is like very meaningful to me, very healing for me. So Miami had been on my radar for a couple of years as well, but a cross country move is a big endeavor. But after being so isolated, I was in a relationship until July last summer. So spending like the last eight, nine months of pandemic, very, very isolated. I was like, okay, I don't ever want to be this isolated again. Also, a lot of my friends in the Bay Area are introverts. So like I've spent so much time alone and I know a ton of people in Miami. It's a couple hour flight from my family in the Northeast, a couple hours from my family in Puerto Rico. It's just going to be the environment and the location and the community and the people and what's available to me there. 
it's just going to be a much better fit for like this next phase of my life. I love all that. And I think it's really important to point out and what you said at the beginning, because before we started recording, I said, oh my gosh, I just admire that like you have this inkling or calling that Miami is the next place I should live and you're just going to go do it, which I think is so admirable because I've lived in Seattle my whole life except for four years to go to college. So I'm so the opposite. I'm like, no way, like that sounds scary. And so I admire people that listen to those notions that they have. But you said, well, I'm single. I'm not a mom. Like I can do that. It's still hard and overwhelming in many ways, but you have, you know, a different layer or different levels of freedom to do so. And what I want to point out is that even with that freedom, that doesn't mean that we all don't have ways that we could better listen to what the universe, the world, our intuition is telling us at all times. And this is something I think you are, and I think we're going to be digging into this a lot as we talk. This is something that you are so gifted at is this internal listening of, hey, like this isn't working. Why isn't this working? What can I do about it? Depending on whatever my boundaries are, my needs or my constraints right now. And so you being single, no kids, you can do things differently than maybe someone with a family of three, four or five. But that doesn't mean that we all can't really listen to that calling of like, hmm, this isn't working right now. I think there might be something else that's a better fit in some area of my life. And how can I listen inward around that in order to create discernment? And also, and we're going to talk about embodiment in order to embody who I am, who I'm becoming, and then make choices around that. And I think that's so important for all of us. Really, in a big way. And this is one of the reasons why I love coming on shows like yours, who specifically focus for moms. Like I have so many of my clients are mothers. And one of the reasons I've actually, you know, people ask me all the time, why don't you want to have kids? You'd be an amazing mom. And I'm like, because I get my mothering energy out in my work. Like I get to be like the mama bear, the space holder for the mothers. Yeah. Right. I love, and I also, especially mothers with daughters, being able to help create better role models for future generations of women. Because like everything that you just said, whatever is your context or capacity for listening to your intuition and following the guidance and the wisdom of your soul or your higher self or whatever it is that you call these things or how you relate to them, so much of the work that I, the body of work I've developed came from my own need to heal because none of that was shown to me. Like I had to learn it. So the fact that we're creating mothers in our community who are modeling that for the next generations, and we're being able to take one less thing off the plate of those kids having to figure out on their own, I am like obsessed with that. When our moms come and they're like, oh my God, I had this conversation with my daughter. Like my mom never would have talked to me about this stuff. Like I had to figure it out from my friends. And one of the biggest dangers right now is the way we had to figure out things either from our friends or books or magazines or whatever is so much different than the kids now who can look up whatever on the internet and land God knows where. So being able to cultivate that practice for mothers so that they can build relationships with their kids. And this does not just go for mothers of daughters, but where their kids can come to them, can talk to them and watch them because you all know kids learn far more by watching you than by listening to you. And so if they are growing up watching someone who trusts themselves, who checks in with themselves, who will break a plan or make a choice or even like make a right-hand turn instead of a left-hand turn if they have a bad feeling about something over there and who knows, maybe avoid an accident, like a kid gets to learn that they get to tune into themselves and trust themselves, you know? Right. Which is, oh my gosh, so important. And one of the things that I learn so much through watching you is I've listened and learned so much about around embodiment and moms 
we're really good at not listening inward because we have to listen outward so much with our kid. Like we have to shut down. And I always use this example of when you first have a baby and you're really tired and you're starving, but your baby's also tired and starving. And so like you just learned really quickly to ignore when you're hungry, when you have to pee, when you're tired, all these things. And then you keep doing that for like 20 years. (laughs) And so yeah, I think that embodiment for moms is, oh my gosh, like this whole different level of importance and that we're modeling that. We're modeling what does it look like to listen to yourself? What does it look like to embrace who you are? Yeah. And you know, many years ago, I actually had, you know how you have these like life altering clients. I had a woman who it was her first baby and she had gone through, you know, IVF and all these things like having this baby. And I know you can relate to this because you shared about it publicly. Having this baby was a big ass deal for her. And she'd been doing my work for many years. And actually that year she was in my mentorship program. And she ended up having her son on my birthday. It was just like so wild, but she was like 40 weeks and they wanted to induce her. And she was like, no, like I used my embodiment practices. She's like, everything in me was saying, no, just let this baby come on his own time. And I was terrified (laughs) because I was like, oh my God, she's using my practices to like make decisions about the birth of her child. Yeah. Kind of high level responsibility there. (laughs) Kind of high level. I was like, oh my God, like, please let it work. I was like praying for her, not because I had doubt in the practices, but because it was the first time someone was using them for something that literally like could be life or death for her or a child or both, you know, but it went beautifully. And that was so like, I cried my face off. I remember her being like, nope, they want it. We, they even switched their doctor at the last minute because she was just so tuned in. So there is also something though, so primal mm-hmm. about that. And especially when it is around like moms for their kids And I appreciate what you said about like, you learn to like turn off your own needs to focus on the child. And then, but you keep doing that for like 20 years. This is what's so important, right? Like I will often get moms whose kids are maybe a little bit older, like elementary school or teenagers who are like, damn, I got to come back to myself now, you know? Yep. And then it's really hard because I've had one of the best examples of this I had is a mom who came to me and her kids, her sons were like 20 and 22. They were moving out of the house after college and getting jobs and everything. And she's like, I don't know what to make for dinner because I don't know what I like to eat because I haven't made food for myself in 20 years. And I was like, and this was when Vinny was like two or three. And I was like, note to self, like always remember what foods you like. Because, and that seemed like such a severe example to me at the time. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, that's not abnormal. That's actually the more the norm than not, because that's exactly what we do. We shut down our, we stop listening to ourselves to listen to everyone else. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. 
So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer endocrine system disruption and liver toxicity which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special unique and important in terms of how they are able to filter water they also have water purifiers to fit every type of home so like the installation free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options they even have wi-fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options so i'm so excited about our new AquaTrue and here's the thing I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Yeah, but there's certainly a medium where you could do both. Absolutely, absolutely. But I really believe those, like, honestly, the first like three or four years, it's just, you know, it's straight up survival mode. It's like, just get through this. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Just get through it. It's going to be really messy. But then there is, I think there, there is a phase where you start to feel like you more bandwidth to be able to listen. It has to be conscientious though. It's not like, (laughs) definitely has to be conscientious and a choice around like, I need a framework in my day or a st- some structure, I'd like a template in which I'm like, for this 10 minutes of the day, I go and do this thing and it's just me or for this 30 minutes or this hour or whatever it is. So I want to talk about the archetypes. So you created, you have your wild soul archetypes and I'm so curious about all this and you created a quiz. I love a quiz. I love a personality <laughs> test. Like I want to know all the things. And what I really love is like seeing how they all intersect, like how my strength finders overlaps with my Enneagram, which overlaps with my Myers. But <laughs> I'm like, people are going to get sick of me talking about all this because I always want to talk about my results as well. So with this, mm-hmm. I took the wild soul archetype quiz and I was super excited about my results. But I, before we talk about what I found, I want you to go ahead and share what are the wild soul archetypes and how do they apply to moms? Okay. I, first of all, archetype work changed my whole life. When, I mean, I love talking about this. And can you explain what an archetype is to back it out even a little bit more? Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, so archetype, and actually, you know what, let me pull up because I wrote my brain. So, you know, you all know like how people talk about like mom brain, but pandemic brain is real. 
as well. I was literally listening to a podcast on being about this with like a clinical psychologist. Mm. So I'm literally just, hold up, let me pull up untameyourself.com forward slash quiz. I just promise you I know the links on my own website. <laughs> okay. That was like a good little pitch in there though. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't even doing it. I was like, just get to the page. Right. Um, right. <laughs> this episode is supported by Talkspace. Oh my goodness. I am always so grateful when I get to talk about Talkspace because Talkspace is therapy for the times that we are in. It's online virtual therapy that you can do from anywhere, from the convenience of your home, from your device. And I think that this is needed now more than ever. I have been reaping the benefits of therapy in this pandemic and in 2021, and it's been so, so helpful to me. So I want to pass this gift along. And I have to tell you, I recently have gotten multiple messages from people that have said to me, thank you for pushing me to check in with a therapist or giving me that little nudge that I needed. It's been so life-changing. And one mama recently said, she said, thank you so much for encouraging me to seek out therapy. Not only has it been really helpful to me, but I've also been able to suggest it to my friends and it's been impactful for them to get into therapy. And oh my gosh, like those ripples, oh, they just like heal my heart because I know how hard we are all working right now as mothers and leaders and people who work in various capacities in our communities and all the organizations where we show up and serve and show up and lead, we need a place to just sit down and talk and vent and have someone listen to us and advise us if we want, or maybe just listen to us, let it all out. And so Talkspace can do all of that for you. Talkspace allows you to connect with a therapist specific to your needs. So they have licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties. And when you go and you get connected to them online, you fill out the form, they get you connected quickly within 24 hours or so, so that you can get started right away and getting your needs met and starting to process whatever it is that you need. From there, you get to send and receive unlimited text messages with your dedicated therapist. And then you also get to have your, if you want to have set appointments, you can do it that way, but everything is virtual, making it so easy, so accessible, and so much more affordable than traditional therapy. So To get started with Talkspace, as a listener of this podcast, you're going to get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code SHAMELESS at checkout to get $100 off your first month and show support for our show. That's Talkspace.com, code SHAMELESS. We totally planned that. (laughs) All right, let me... No, you can't really plan these things. I know. I do have like kind of a tidy way that I describe an archetype and hopefully it's here on this damn page. Okay. So in Jungian psychology, an archetype is defined as a primitive mental image inherited from the earliest human ancestors and supposed to be present in the collective unconscious. But in the wild soul world and for the purposes of the quiz and my archetypes, an archetype is an energetic expression that could be engaged with for healing, self-discovery, growth, and reprogramming old paradigms, habits, and beliefs. Either way, it's an energetic expression. It's an aspect of you, right? So many years ago, 2013, I was reading a book called Awakening Shakti by a woman named Sally Kempton, and I discovered the Hindu goddess Durga which, you know, she has eight arms and there's a different implement in every arm. You know, there's prayer beads and the lotus flower. There's a sword, there's a mace, there's a conch, like there's weapons, there's, you know, tools of sacredness and reverence and prayer. And she, in the image that I saw, which I actually have a print of it and I've owned it for that many years as well. She rides a lion, she's slaying demons, like, and it's all happening at once. And I was like, oh my God, this like 
badass dynamic who's both a warrior goddess and the divine mother, I finally understand myself because I've never fallen into any traditional descriptor of femininity. And that's been a big source of shame for me, right? People telling me I'm intimidating or I'm too masculine or da da da, all this stuff. But I was like, oh, there's all these expressions of femininity, which I prefer to talk about womanhood over femininity, but there's so many different ways to be a woman, right? Like as many of us as there are on the planet, there's that many different ways to be a woman that are correct. You know, like we get so programmed around what women should be like. That was so healing and so amazing for me and just helped me to recognize myself and understand myself and orient myself in the world and in my own body of work and all these things that was one of the things that really helped me to leap out of the fitness industry and move towards more healing work and embodiment work. And so the archetype that resonated most for me at that time was the wild woman archetype, which has been around forever, but mainly popularized by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. If anyone has ever read or heard of Women Who Run With The Wolves, or I love one of her audios is called The Joyous Body. I'm obsessed with that. Untie the Strong Woman. She's prolific. She's amazing. And But what I noticed over the years of orienting my work around that wild woman archetype is that there's more nuanced expressions within the overarching archetype. So a little, about a year and a half ago, I became really interested in, okay, how can we kind of niche down the wild woman archetype? And I'd been working on it for a while and just like kind of feeling into the different expressions. And what I came up with is like, there's three different, there's basically three different categories almost, right? There's like the fierce ones, the loving ones, and the mystical ones. And so eventually I landed in six kind of sub archetypes. And the fierce ones are the sovereign queen and the warrior goddess. The loving ones are the divine mother and the erotic priestess, which let me tell you how triggering the word erotic is for people who have grown up in a culture where it's been completely pornified, even though that's absolutely not what that word is fully about. And then the mystical ones, which are the medicine woman and the sacred creatress. And so we can get more into the specifics of each one, but what I love about them and what like my trick is, and I tell people it's a trick, like from the very first email, (laughs) after they take the quiz, I'm like, you know, one of the things in my work that has always been kind of like the main core concept is that everything you've ever needed has always been inside of you. And I say it that way. Sometimes people are like, why don't you say everything you need is inside of you? I'm like, because I want you to know it's always been that way. It's always been there. It's like undying. It can't go away. It could be covered up. It could be distorted by trauma and programming and all these other things, but it's always there. It's always there to be reclaimed when you're ready, when you have the tools, when you have the support, when you have the time, whatever. So it's easier often to put a name or a label, even an archetype, rather than to be able to own that like the magnificent gifts are actually yours, right? Because so many people just like aren't able to see themselves that way, but they're able to be like, oh, well, my medicine woman, dot, 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 right? Yes. So it's a way to be able to like take it out of you and be able to like look at it, analyze it, engage with it, interact with it, even like revere it, fall in love with it and realize how amazing it is without necessarily having to own that, hey, all of that is actually you. Mm -hmm. And eventually that comes, you know? Totally. Yeah, it's so interesting. As I've watched you embody 
And you started talking about, I, I'm trying to remember when I saw you start, I'm, I sound like such a stalker. Back on February 21st, 2020, when I first <laughs> saw you. <laughs> but I do follow, I mean, like, you're really intentional about the stuff that you share. So I pay attention. So when you started talking about more openly, like I'm identifying as a healer, and it's interesting to hear you say that these are the things that have always been in us. And being in the fitness industry where being a female leader in the fitness industry, in an industry, especially 10 years ago that was run by men, there isn't a lot of space or certainly at that time didn't feel like there was space for women to like dig into themselves and pull out what who they were in order to lead from that. It was much more like, here's how the dudes are doing it. And so could you like become the female version of them in order to make money in this industry? And so I really, really love and appreciate that you say that this is all about everything you have is already inside of you and has always been there. And for you to then say like, hey, so I'm identifying more and more as a healer and I'm going to share that with the world. And those are the practices I'm going to be using in my work. And also that's always been in me. It's not that you are now deciding that that's what you are. That was always there. Yeah, that was always there. It's just taken me this long to be comfortable owning it and really embodying, expressing it. And it has taken years and years and years of doing healing work with people and seeing like, cause healers, no one heals anybody else, right? We all facilitate other people to heal themselves, right? I have helped to facilitate so much healing. Like it's just undeniable at this point. I can't even talk myself out of that. This is who I am and what I do. Cause there's just like eight years now of results. Right. And I think a lot of times it comes from, I'm curious if this is true for you, other people noticing something about you yeah. for then you to be like, oh, huh, maybe I am that thing. And so totally. like for me with leadership for a long time, I didn't see myself as someone who like needed to lead. I felt like I kind of fell into leadership roles and then was like, okay, fine, I guess I'll lead. <laughs> and, and now I'm like, oh, wait, no, like there's no way I could not lead. Like, yeah. And this is why I could never work for someone else, even though I get tired of being an entrepreneur. That does sound <laughs> lovely at times. And when I look across all of these different tests and quizzes and everything that I take like, and having my birth chart read and like everything. All of it, human design. Oh my gosh, leader is always the top thing there. And now over the last five, seven years, I've more and more been like, oh, so I'm going to lead with leadership. Like that's the thing I'm going to lead with because it's always been there and it's very undeniable, but it took other people pointing that out to be like, oh, like you're a really great boot camp leader. And to see me, for me to see that in one context and then see how that carried over into other aspects of my life. This is so real. Even when I was a trainer, like actually one of the things that started to open me up to this and pique my curiosity in energy work, psychology, and things that I've integrated into my work now is I would have clients, many of whom were like older than me by like decades. Cause I was a trainer. I was still in my twenties who would like pour their hearts out to me and tell me like everything. Like some people would be like, you're like my best friend. And it was just like, my dad always jokes. He's like, it's our face. People want to tell us everything. And I'm like, no, that's actually like, that's in our lineage. Like mm -hmm. we are healing people, yeah. you know, like we have a way of being non-judgmental. We could be super judgmental about uh, all kinds of things, but when people are coming to us with important shit, we are not natural space holding abilities and just love, right? Like loving on people, no matter where they are, what's going on. And I started like, that always like took me aback. And then even as I got, I started to move more towards doing the embodiment work that I do, there were teachers and elders who I would connect with who immediately treated me like a peer. And again, people a decade, two decades, in some cases, three decades older than me. And I'd be like, why is this person regarding me like I'm one of them? Mm -hmm. 
but that was also an undeniable like repeating thing that was happening it's like because they see they see me and they get me and they feel me and they know like age all these kind of like human constructs time age da 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 all these things you know the soul is really infinite and soul we are able to recognize qualities in people at a soul level even if we can't explain it and that's what was happening there and those things kind of like what you were saying people just reflecting and sharing and honoring and recognizing me and even some of my dearest friends who were like 15 20 years older than me i'm always like god how am i on your level but i am mm-hmm. at the same time yeah This episode is supported by Love Every. Love Every play kits are designed by experts for your child's developing brain. So Love Every sends on a regular basis play kits to your door and they're tailored to your child's exact learning stage. So they have the right toys for the right time with new play kits delivered every few months that grow with your child. Oh my gosh, we gifted a Love Every play kit to our neighbor recently for their two and a half year old and I'm not going to lie. So we got it in the mail and I, like every gift giver does, I opened it before I gave it to them. I was like, I need to see what this is. So I opened it up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. So first of all, a lot of things came. I mean, there was probably five or six separate little activities in this play kit. And then a lot of the stuff was interchangeable. So you could use it in different capacities. It was super developmentally appropriate. And here's the other thing. Everything was like, super high quality, like really high quality toys. So these would easily last through a couple of kids. They could be, you know, played with inside, outside, super durable. Oh my gosh, I was just completely blown away. And this is the second time we've used Love Every. We also used it to gift to a baby a couple of years ago and same experience. Like we saw the kit and we were just blown away by how amazing. First of all, it was so developmentally appropriate for the baby at that time, who I think was like nine months, but also just like the high quality of these of everything in the box. So we have gifted these multiple times. So Love Every play kits could be awesome for your family or they could be amazing gifts to gift to other families as well. Every kit comes with the play guide. So the play guide actually gives you tips as the caregiver to learn how to interact with the toys with your child. Because you know how like you get toys and you're like, I don't know what to do with this. Like I'm not a three-year-old. <laughs> so this tells you what to do. So take the guesswork out of your child's play. Choose Love Every today and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com slash shameless. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com slash shameless for free shipping. Loveevery.com slash shameless. And really paying attention when people reflect that. I think, especially as women, we're, it's, we're conditioned to be really dismissive and like, oh, I'm not that great or I'm not that good at that or whatever, or that's a one-time thing or whatever. And instead to really listen and be like, oh, hmm, maybe there is something to that. Maybe that is really this like very crucial part of who I am that I shouldn't like, you know, shove down, dismiss. I should not dismiss or downplay. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So with the archetypes, what I think is really empowering is this permission to, when you take the quiz, which I want everyone to go do, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my results in a second, but I think it's really powerful to see where you come out. And then it's like permission to lean more into that. So I actually, my results were, I was dying laughing because usually on personality tests and those kinds of things, I have kind of a, not kind of, I usually have a pretty severe lean like toward one thing. And I'll be like, I'm 98% this thing and like 2% that thing. <laughs> and But with this, I came out I got 21% of four of the archetypes, I think, and then like a very small amount of one of the other ones. If I recall, I don't have my accidentally closed down my screen and now I can't get it back while we're talking. But my primary archetype is the warrior goddess, which is fierce. So what I will say about that is learning that it's again, this permission of like, 
oh, I want to be that person. Like, I'm going to listen to that because being more fierce sounds really awesome. <laughs> like that sounds like who I am and who I've always been. And now this is like confirmation to keep going in that direction. Yeah. And so here's what's cool about the results. I also love, one of the reasons I was so excited to create a quiz, I also love archetypes, personality tests, quizzes, all these things. And I don't live and die by any of them, but in my embodied self-love framework, one of the biggest, most important parts is self-knowledge. To be able to know who you are and how you're built, what are your values and what are your priorities is the foundation for all those things that you mentioned earlier. Boundaries, discernment, nuance, like being able to pivot, make choices in your life, even if they're hard or uncomfortable. And But with this quiz, like you could take it in two weeks and you might get different results and that's intended. Because there's a couple of different ways to look at your results. Like it sounds like you looked at it and you went, cool, I'm, I want to lean into that fierce. Somebody could get an overwhelming quiz result and be like, wow, so that's showing me that I'm really embodying, I'm really in the energy of, you know, whatever medicine woman right now. Well, what if I am interested in cultivating whatever? Cause like, so you said, if you tied in four and then there was a little bit of a fifth one, there's a sixth one that didn't even show up in your results. Yeah. So some people, you know, and this is what all my work, which is why some people really resist it, is inviting you to go, what do I need right now? Like, I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to give you the tools and I'm going to give you all kinds of things that will help you go inward and do your own self-discovery. But I'm never going to try to tell you something about yourself as if I could possibly know more about you than you know about yourself. Right. So some people might look at their results and be like, oh, wow, like I'm really holding it down in the warrior goddess right now, but I don't have sacred creatress at all. Maybe I want to lean into creativity a little bit and see what adding that to my life might be like. So that's also one of the things we guide people through and like the follow up email sequence. And, you know, we have a little mini course for it to be like, how do you want to engage with the archetypes? Because they're all present in you in some way. And it's ever evolving your own. You could choose what kind of relationship you want to have to which one, you know? Yeah. I was laughing as I was taking the quiz because in preparation for something I'm doing on Saturday with my mastermind, I've been digging into a whole bunch of versions of the Enneagram quiz. So this has been like quiz week for me. And so as I'm answering all these questions in multiple websites and everything, I am very much like quick to be like, yes, I'm that. No, I'm not that. And with the questions that I think would have led to sacred creatress, and I think that's the one that didn't show up for me at all, or it showed up just a tiny bit. Those, I saw the themes of kind of those kinds of questions. And I remember being like, yeah, no, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. Like just this knowing. And to your point around, like, maybe I want to lean more into that. Like, why was I anything that was like, overly creative or woo-woo to me were the ones where I was like, yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that. Like fierce sovereign queen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And there, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So you could go either way because resistance. So one of the things that I hate in self-help is when people are like, if you feel resistance, it means you need to lean into that thing. If you're afraid of something, it means you should do it. Not always. You might be fucking tired. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like it reminds me of, I've done a lot of dating in the last couple of years and partly because I eventually would like to meet my forever boo, but also because the more I can know about what dating is like out in the world, the more I can help my women with it. So some of it was field research. Some of it was, you know, cause I would actually like to meet someone I want to be with. So <laughs> I love how those two can like collide in the same project. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So there were two men specifically that I think about sometimes who on our dates were like asking me if I was interested in, you know, whatever the hell thing that they're interested in. And I was like, no, I'm not like, that's not for me. Discernment. Right. And their response to me was, well, don't you think you should step out of your comfort zone sometimes? 
And I wanted to be like, bitch, you don't know me. (laughs) I run a business on the internet. I am constantly (laughs) uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, I don't need to go snowboarding to be uncomfortable. Like, (laughs) I'm like putting my bearing my soul on the friggin' interwebs day in and day out. Right. Yes, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. Yeah. There's a lot of things I'll do to get comfortable. I'm never going to jump out of a plane or go bungee jumping. Yeah. like, And you don't have to. No, no, definitely not. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about self-love, healing, wholeness, and liberation for moms. And kind of back to what we were talking about, like listening inward, but also like not just listening, but loving and healing because yeah, now I'm thinking like an intergenerational trauma. I'm like thinking all the directions we could go with this, Yeah, but self-love and healing is something I think that self-love, well, I'm going to let you take it away because I think there's a lot of need for all of the above. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Big time. And by the way, I just realized, I don't know that I specifically answered why the archetypes are valuable for moms. I think it actually probably came out through what we were talking about. But again, I really just think about parenting so much in terms of modeling. Mm -hmm. And so when a kid sees their parents really trying to embody and express all these different aspects of themselves, it absolutely gives the kid permission to do that too. Yes. And to just honor and recognize that like, we're all so dynamic, right? We can be so many different things. And also everything we do and express doesn't always just have to do with work or achievement or accomplishment or being compensated. Absolutely. And I will say as a parent of to no one's surprise, a sensitive and anxious child, that me, the modeling that I have to make myself do around the things that I'm sensitive to and anxious about has given my child permission to 
really openly talk about those things that I never talked about as a kid. And it's been so interesting to see the things that I, I didn't intentionally try to hide them, but they were just inside of me and they lived inside of me Yeah, because I had never seen anyone talk about them and I didn't really know what to do with feelings that I just thought were weird. And so I just kept it all in. And it's interesting for me to see the things that my son will bring to me and talk to me about. And I'm like, he's doing that because he sees me talking about those things. And we create a lot of space to talk about those things. And so I absolutely, I think that modeling is so, so crucial. And I think also opens the door for intergenerational healing. So yeah, I'll let you keep going with the healing. (laughs) Well, yeah. And so, you know, and something else that I'm like really passionate about this around, I, I speak a lot about my mom and I try to not share anything that would be like throwing her under the bus. And sometimes I do that well, and sometimes I don't, but it's a hard line to navigate when some, when like, you know, the person who raised you was pretty integral in your own experience. And, you know, so, but anyway, so my mom has some anxiety, some OCD, you know, some other stuff going on that she didn't necessarily do an awesome job of like getting herself help or managing throughout different periods of my life. And one of the things even recently, because I got to visit with my parents that I was reflecting on is because she didn't get the help that was available to her. And she certainly had the resources to get what that created for me and my dad and my brother around Basically, our lives were evolving around what kind of mood she was going to be in, what she's upset, anxious, or afraid about, what's given her a stomach ache, like literally how much of our energy revolves and sometimes still revolves around whatever's going on with her, right? And this is not to knock people who have mental health issues or anything like this, but what I'm realizing why healing is so crucial is because the quality of life for you and the people around you, because one of the things that I really have a lot of grief around is actually me being how I am. I am probably one of the number one triggers in her life for all of her issues because we are so different and she cared so much about me. And I'm so like, one time she said to me, she's like, you know, your comfort zone, speaking of comfort zones is the world. Your brother's Mm. comfort zone is like a five mile radius. (laughs) (laughs) Which is different, right? Oh my gosh, that's so fascinating. I love it. And it's cool because like she gets us to an extent, you know, she gets us and, you know, she encourages that as much as it like makes her really afraid that I'm just like out in the world doing all the shit often by myself. And, but had she gotten help at any point, what that also would have allowed for is that we could have better understood what she needed. We could have been more supportive rather than constantly trying to manage whatever the hell was going on with her, right? And be more authentic in our communication or be able to see the signs of when maybe something was setting her off and just better know how to engage with her rather than writing it off to like these things that people say about women, like, oh, she's just being dramatic. She's overreacting, whatever. Like we didn't understand mental health issues. We don't understand anxiety. Now my brother has quite a bit of anxiety himself. And so like, This has everything to do with self-love and healing because when you really love yourself, so my framework for self-love is self-awareness, self-knowledge, self-acceptance, self-trust, and self-respect. Those are big. They're huge, right? Because, and that's so, my version of self-love isn't like bubble baths and red lipstick. That stuff's cool. And maybe sometimes that's self-love, but it's actually about getting to know yourself, accept yourself no matter what, trust yourself, respect and honor yourself, have some friggin' boundaries. Like that's real self-love. Yeah. I love the specificity in there. And 
like that's very grounded that gives you a lot to work with i think that's it's so much more significant and meaningful than i'm thinking of self-care like it's so much more significant than you said like the bubble baths like it gives you some real direction yeah and it it gives you things to actually cultivate right over time that you can then also notice your progress right because so for example boundaries which are very popular to talk about you know if you've been a person without boundaries and then you start to have them you notice a difference in your life Mm -hmm. you get your life back you get your energy back you get you are spending more time, effort, energy, attention on things that like light you up, that you enjoy, that feed you, nourish you, or, you know, help move you towards your path, your purpose, or your goals in your life, rather than constantly being derailed and distracted by things that aren't aligned for you, because now you're focusing, saying yes, when you mean yes, no, when you mean no, and things like that. So it's just so when you love yourself, when you're trusting and respecting and knowing yourself and accepting that you might need help, that you might not be great at some things, that you might need support in certain things, but be stellar at others. And none of that makes you any less valuable as a person or worthy or okay as a person. It's just literally how you're built. Then you can actually get the support you need. Then you can be showing up in a way where even if you have issues, it's not a burden on everyone else around you. And people can more be more like communal, relational, collaborative, and supportive as we all, when we know ourselves better, we can share ourselves with others, let other people in, and then be more supportive to each other in more specific and useful ways. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. This episode is supported by Ana Luisa Jewelry. Oh my gosh, I am obsessed with my Ana Luisa pieces. They're so beautiful. And I've been getting compliments literally every morning. I'm like, which Ana Luisa pieces will I wear today? So I have two pairs of earrings and a ring. And I get compliments anytime I wear any of them. The ring especially, the ring is this really cool style. It's like two gold balls and it doesn't wrap completely around the finger. So there's this little space across like the top of your finger that's very cool and fancy and fun looking. And so I love my ring and so many people have asked me about it. And then I also got two pairs of hoop earrings that are gorgeous. And everything that I got is really stunning and classic and timeless. So I know I'll have these pieces forever. They're really, really high quality, which I love. So I'm like excited to put on jewelry every day. Like, who am I? Who am I? Like, this is not pandemic Sarah. I'm, I've evolved now and I'm now like put on jewelry, Sarah. It's very exciting. I'm loving my pieces. So I want you to check it out. Go to Ana Luisa. That's A N A. L-U-I-S-A, and you're going to find all the goodies. They release new jewelry collections every Friday, and you get to go check them out and see their reasonable prices. Their jewelry starts at $39. It's so reasonably priced. So here's what you're going to do to get your best option and a special discount. Go to analuisa.com slash shameless to treat yourself and your loved ones and use my code shameless to get 10% off at checkout. I love my Ana Luisa pieces. They are making my jewelry and my like whole situation when I get ready every day so much more beautiful and exciting. They are a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. Go to analuisa.com. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A.com slash shameless. Analuisa.com slash shameless. And then use the code shameless to get 10% off. And you've talked about the constant learning about yourself, I think is so significant. And that permission to always be learning, because that gives you the permission to be listening. And I think that that piece is, I think that, and I would love to hear your input on this, but I think that's where a lot of the healing can begin, because that's where you can start to look at like, oh, I'm noticing this thing about myself. And what do I want to do with that? Or yeah, 
where am I going to go with that? And maybe it's working for me, but maybe it's not. And like, there's so much within self-knowledge that I think, and again, as moms, we often don't have the time or bandwidth to be digging into all of this. But when we do give ourselves permission to even dig in just a little bit, I think the grace that comes out of that and the learning that comes out of that, that then leads to growth is just so tremendous. And then he and healing. And like, honestly, miraculous sometimes, because this is why, and I know you mentioned some of the, even like a strengths finder, I love human design. Like what I love discovering more than anything, Sarah, are things that I absolutely suck at because then I can go great. I don't need to try <laughs> that. That makes me laugh because that's like what I hate. That's the worst scary part. Don't tell me I'm bad at something. <laughs> I love it so much because then I get to go great. I don't need to try to learn how to do that thing. I don't need to try to get better at it. I don't need to torture myself about it. I need help with that. Mm, I love that. That's so great. That's such a great perspective. And like, especially, you know, as a person who runs a business in my team, that's invaluable. Like to at the team meeting, be like, all right, y'all, I absolutely suck at this. And we all know this. So who can do this? Because we know if I do it, it's bad news. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to just own that. And then to be able to like really appreciate and surround yourself with folks who are good at the things like this is what community is, right? This is why we need each other. This is how we're built. So we can fill in each other's gaps. Right. Right. Like, it's unbelievable to me that my tech VA loves like the minutiae of and like the excruciating detail of like right. setting up events in Mighty Networks. Right. She loves it. She's like, it's like a meditation for me. I'm like, God bless you. I want to shoot myself in the face. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about, I mean, I've never edited my podcast one single time because I was like, I will just not have one. I have to do that. This is not happening. <laughs> right. 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 And so when we know those things, and then we could also, this is one of the, again, the reason why I love even astrology. I love learning how we're all so unique and different so that when there's a conflict, rather than being like, F this person, they did this, this, and this being like, huh, I wonder why that's their default. I wonder why that's where they go. And it also really helps sometimes to be like, cool, this is incompatible. So I'll give you an example. I also, in a healing context, there are some things that are just always going to be so hard for us. I am a full advocate of people setting up their lives around minimizing, having to even deal with it. Because do I believe that we could heal anything? I really do to an extent, but there's just some things that are just always going to be so hard if possible, to not have to engage with it, it's just going to be better for your life. Like life is so complex and hard anyway. Why force myself to continuously bump into this thing that's always going to be brutal for me? And or if there is something to just be able to communicate it with people. So for example, trusting men is challenging for me. You know, so much intergenerational stuff around that, so much stuff that I have manifested in my own relationships because I'm here to help heal that stuff in my family line. So in my dating life, I just tell people, I'm like, yeah, you know, trusting. I used to like make myself wrong for it and try to force myself to be better. What then would happen sometimes is I'd be trying to trust someone who wasn't trustworthy. <laughs> oh, I've so been there where you're like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I'm practicing really letting other people be themselves and not judge them. <laughs> exactly. Totally. But it's like, okay, but everything in my body is firing, telling me this person is full of shit. I got to pay attention to that too. But so anyway, I'll just like tell, if I really like someone, I'll be like, listen, I'm just going to tell you, trusting men is hard for me. So sometimes if or when I'm having like a fear or a doubt or a worry or something, I'm just going to over communicate rather than make any assumptions or make up any stories in my mind, which I certainly have done plenty of in the past. I just ask a direct question. 
So like, if that doesn't work for you, cool. But like, that's how I handle that. It takes me a while to warm up to people and to really feel like I could trust somebody. Oh my gosh, that example, I want everyone to like push pause, rewind and listen to that again, because that's just an example of like how to have a grown up conversation. And like, this is not like, you know, I think it's interesting that in the dating world, but I think that that is like, you could lay that on top of a conversation in marriage, a conversation in parenting your teens, a conversation in with close friends, with your parents, with the your kid's teacher, like, that conversation can happen in so many contexts. And it's funny, I was actually writing down the word curiosity when we were right as you started sharing that example, because I think when we go back to self knowledge, when we give ourselves permission to be curious about ourselves, and we start digging into that and just getting curious about like, hmm, why do I think this way, feel this way, show up this way, do these things, feel called to lean in certain directions, whatever. When we give ourselves permission to get curious about that, I think we also create the space to be curious about others instead of that judgment or that quick reactive default mode with other people and other people's behavior. And when we can get curious with other people, it totally shifts the conversation. It totally shifts the interaction and it shifts how we show up in our personal relationships, but also in communities. And so then to your point about like everything can be healed, there's a lot more room for healing when throwing up our defenses isn't the default. And instead, we're getting curious and asking questions. Yeah. And being like direct and straightforward. And, you know, I love that the name of your show is Shameless Mom, because you'll notice in that example, at no point do I apologize for that. I'm like, this is how I am. I've learned this yes. about myself. And this is how I navigate yes. it. I'm not like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know it's in I'm like, eh, this is how I am. This is how I'm going to function. Just letting you know how it's going to work with me, you know? And like you're saying, this can be applied to freaking anything. And again, to give an example, like with my team, I like, I'm not the nitty gritty detail person. So I give them full permission. I'm like, y'all, if I miss something, just tell me, I'm never going to be upset. Like if I owe you something and I didn't get it to you, like ping me, like badger me until I get it to you. Like I'm going to need that sometimes. So it's totally, you're not bothering me. It's totally cool. I tell people in my programs that too. I'm like, you know, if there's a link of something like tag us, badger us, like advocate for yourself. We will get you what you need, but we can't if we don't know what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I'm always like, please email me again anytime. Please text me again anytime. Send me all the nudges. I'm not going to be upset. (laughs) Right. Yes. Okay. I want to know, I want to dig into embodiment for our last couple minutes here. And I want you to just, which (laughs) I don't know how much we'll dig in, but I want to get something practical around embodiment. So you teach women embodiment and like we've covered and and alluded to multiple times that women are really good at ignoring their own needs and desires as we strive to satisfy others all the time. So how can women, what are some simple ways or a simple way that women can practice embodiment every day? Okay. So I actually have an embodiment Bible, (laughs) which of course you do. Yeah. It just lives on the website. There's no opt-in or anything for it. You can go straight to it. I think it's untameyourself.com forward slash embodiment dash Bible. And I have in the Bible, there's like three different applications and then four different like methods. So it's observing, naming, feeling, and I don't even remember because I wrote it like two years ago, but it's, it's really the basics. It's just like breathing, feeling your body. Basically, the way I think of this is learning to speak your body's unique language of the senses. Your body is communicating with you all the time and it's super wise. It's telling you this feels good. This doesn't feel good. I have energy for this. I don't for that. I'm craving this. That would be good. Like all your body is just giving you reliable information all the time. And it just takes some practice of tuning into it and noticing like, what are the patterns, 
right? Because like the way my body speaks to me might be different than the way your body speaks to you. There are certainly some like universal cues. Like most people will get goosebumps when like something is trying to get their attention, you know, but you know, these are things that we all kind of have to practice and figure out for ourselves. But basically the other way that I like to think about it is when I say, especially to women, get out of your head and into your body, often they're like, damn, I need that. Like I'm in my head all day. And when I say that, I'm not asking people to leave the mind behind. I'm not demonizing the mind. What I want is for people to reverse the order of operations. I want people to tap into the body's wisdom first and then use the brilliance and the intellect of the mind to carry out what the body's signals are telling them rather than what most people do, which is body is communicating with you. You're overriding the body all day long, right? Yes, yes, so true. And so literally just grounding, like anything that grounds you, I have like ground specific grounding practices, but truly like feet on the actual ground, even like taking an inhale and exhaling and imagining that the exhale is coming out of the bottoms of your feet. Anything that we could do to bring our attention and our energy to the lower part of our body, since most of the time our energy is concentrated in the mind, in the head, you know, hands on your heart, touching, putting your own hands on your own body is a great way to just like tune in and tap in. It's like an electrical system. Imagine that like your hands are the plugs, you put them on your own body, and now the circuitry is all kind of locked into the one system. Movements, you know, there's so many different ways to just move the body slowly in a way to cultivate connection. So again, like the Embodiment Bible is just like a great resource if people are like, what does that even mean? It's give it a scan. There's so many things there, but you know, the breath, it all really, it's, it might sound so simple, but even just noticing the sensations of your breath just brings attention and awareness into your body. And you can notice how you feel. Cause I'm sure you can probably relate to this, especially for people who are super busy or running around and running errands and carrying children and carrying groceries and doing this and this and this and this. Sometimes your body is like tired or in pain. And you literally don't know until you lay down at the end of the day and all of a sudden you notice everything and you're like, damn, but you were just focused. There was adrenaline. You were just somehow able to like push through or rise above it, but it doesn't mean it's not there, you know? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we will link up Embodiment Bible in the show notes and then tell you just relaunched your podcast. I love that you like reinvent your podcast. Is this a third reinvention? I think I think so. based on who you are and who you're becoming. Like it's so beautiful and powerful. So tell people about the podcast. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So it's called embodied now. It used to be truth telling, which listen, there's still plenty of truth telling. That was also an SEO thing too, Sarah. <laughs> oh, the embodiment embodied. I finally got some proper SEO and it was like, listen, you have these buckets, you have these words that you show up for. So let's like call this something that will come up in the searches. So let's see about podcast. And you know, we're basically, we explore all the things, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health, health, wealth, relationships, set, like social justice, anti-racism, like anything. Cause it's because everything I do is about embodied healing and self-liberation. Everything relates to that. <laughs> I could talk about whatever I want. But in this iteration of the show, I'm doing a lot more solo episodes, fewer interviews, because honestly, I mean, over the years, and I know you do this too. I mean, I've done over 300 interviews. And one of the big things when we did the SEO, I got to go through the website and be like, okay, cool. We're deleting so many of these interviews because I cannot align with these people anymore. Yeah. I feel that 
I've been doing some deleting myself. Yeah. And I don't need to make big announcements about it. I don't need to like toss people under the bus. Some people I do. <laughs> some people I'm really glad to be like, oh yeah, this mother, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just, I'm excited. And especially to bring the healing lens to these tough conversations. I even had like a big to do on my Facebook page a couple of weeks ago around like the Rachel Hollis stuff when people were talking about that. Because I was like, man, like I wish these people with these big platforms would invest as much into like healing and their own mental and emotional well-being as they do into like making money and growing their businesses because they friggin' need it. And then someone got mad because they thought I was like sympathizing with a racist. And I'm like, no, but if these people have all this influence, we need them to also be doing their internal work. So they harm fewer people. Right. Oh my gosh, we could talk for three more hours on that. I have so many thoughts, but no, I think, and so for everyone who's listening, who is like, I feel like you've just dropped like nugget after nugget. You need to go listen to Elizabeth's show because that will, you will get so much more of her goodness that way. Thank you. You also want to go take the quiz because who doesn't want to find out that they are the, a medicine woman or a sovereign queen or a sacred creator, like all of these things. And listen, if you're an erotic priestess, don't freak out. Read the description. <laughs> I know. I want to know what everyone is. So tell people, we'll, we'll link this all in the show notes, but where do people take the quiz? Untameyourself.com forward slash quiz. Okay, cool. All right. Oh my gosh, Elizabeth, thank you. Thank you. This has been so thank fun. You. I so appreciate you taking the time. And let's see, tell everyone in one sentence how you are currently showing up as a shameless leader or sorry, a shameless healer. <laughs> a shameless healer. Honestly, I'm just truly surrendering and listening to my prayer every day is use me, move me and make me a force for self-love, healing, wholeness and liberation. So I just make myself available to be a vehicle for whatever the hell. So good. The divine, all the things I believe in is asking me, my ancestors wanting me to do. And I'm like, all right, if you say so, I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So we will link up all the resources we mentioned. Plus, I also have links to all your social here. Amazing. So people can find that if they go to shamelessmom.com, look for the episode with Elizabeth D'Alto. They can take it from there. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.